Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Inclusive Arts Podcast. This is Katie Miller. I'm the Executive Director at Inclusive Arts Vermont, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Today's conversation is with Mad Collage, who is a local artist, collage artist, and has been in numerous Inclusive Arts Vermont exhibitions. And today is going to be talking about their experiences in life and as an art maker. I'm so glad you're here with us today. And if you want more information on the Traveling Masked exhibition or anything related to Inclusive Arts Vermont, the organization, feel free to check us out at www.inclusiveartsvermont.org or on social media. And our handle is the same everywhere. It's at Inclusive Arts Vermont. I'll spell that. All right, let's get to it. Hi, this is Megan Benz here. Um, with Inclusive Arts Vermont. I recently joined the team as the digital content manager, and I'm excited to be here today for one of the mass virtual artist interviews with Matt Collage, who we will introduce in a moment. I wanted to begin by giving a quick verbal description of myself and my surroundings. Um, I am a pale woman, and I have shoulder length, kind of like brown blondish hair, I'm wearing a black tank top um, and on my right shoulder are some flower tattoos. I have white headphones in my ears. So the cords are kind of like coming down below my chin and my background is blurred. So everything behind me is in soft focus. So we're here today um, with artist Mad Collage. Mad Collage is part of the Mask exhibition, which is part of our biennial exhibitions that feature the art of artists with disabilities. Um, for this biennial exhibition, artists were encouraged to interpret the theme of mask. And each piece offers the artist's creative expression of that title, which arose in the early moments of the global pandemic. The work included is the complex and layered as the meaning of the word mask itself. Mass features visual artwork by 22 Vermont artists with disabilities, and it's traveling to seven venues around the state. So without further ado, I am going to ask Matt Collage to introduce themselves today. All right. Thank you so much for having me today. Hi, Megan, because I, had, I hadn't met you before. So hello again. And um, what can I say about myself? Um, I am uh, a collage artist predominantly, and I am from Madrid, Spain, and uh, I've lived here for many, many years, and the last seven years in Vermont. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I make collages, I'm a maker of things, I write, and my focus is on creativity as, as part of uh, the toolkit that everyone needs to manage, you know, difficulties in life. It's different for everyone, uh, whether you're talking about health problems or anything else. And, um, and that's, that's what I do. Thank you so much for sharing that introduction. Um, so Matt Collage, you're joining us today over audio, so you don't have video present. Um, would you mind just offering a verbal description of yourself and your surroundings for us today? Of course. Uh, well, right now I'm sitting in front of a, of a window. You can see the building across the street from where I am. I'm coming to you from Montreal. Uh, it's a pretty sunny day. I don't know how it is down there today. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not very, not very hot. It's not very cold. It's a nice temperature. I think I'm going to go for a walk afterwards. And, uh, I, am uh, a, a, a woman, I guess, with, uh, short hair. And, um, I have a lot of metal in my mouth at the moment because I'm undergoing some treatment. I hope that you can understand everything that I say because that in combination with my accent, it makes it pretty difficult. Um, and I'm just sitting uh, on a 
on a stool and I'm wearing, I'll come clean and say I'm wearing a pajama top <laughs> that is red and has cherries on it. <laughs> um, so nice and comfy. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice and sunny where I am today too. Nice oh, cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, so we have some images from that collage that we will screen share. Um, and I was thinking we would start with your piece that is in the mass exhibition. Sure. So mass collage, would you like to do a verbal description of this piece for the audience? Sure, I'll try my best to do that. Um, the piece is a rectangular piece. Uh, there's a layer of blue, sky blue, very intense blue uh, paint covering the background. And onto that, I glued pieces of paper with different shapes. Most of them are rectangular, but then there's some circles as well. And as far as the motifs that you can see on the collage, you have a few circles with flowers. You have a, a big rectangle with some text that it's from a live magazine, an old live magazine. And the text is upside down, so you can't really read it. So it becomes something else. It becomes just a graphic reference and not real text because you know your brain can't make sense of it. And then there are some other uh, rectangles. Um, most of them, they have in common the color blue, and it is this hospital gown blue. And then you have some uh, faces, a man and a woman, and they're just fragments of faces, mostly eyes. And um, there's a reference uh, in a central rectangle with a hand. And like I said, somebody, it's obviously dressed in scrubs with the same type of blue. And you can see the hand pulling down a mask, actually. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, so my first question is, in creating this piece, uh, Life Upside Down, um, what were you thinking about in relationship to the mask theme or how did this work relate to the mask theme of the exhibition? Well, one thing that came first uh, when I started thinking about the show and, and how to approach the theme, obviously the reference to life with the word life in the piece even though it's upside down and hence the title. Um, that was a, a, you know, very quick reference. It was just an obvious reference that I, uh, that came by. And then I, I, I built on that. And when I was thinking about all the different um, connotations that the word mask can have, um, I was brainstorming and I came up with First, the obvious one, you know, the, the way a mask hides, you know, maybe it's used as a disguise, uh, obscures something from view, you know, but then it was inevitable that thinking about it in the present moment, my thinking turned to masking as a means of protection. So I started thinking about, uh, how controversial it's been, the use of masks and the politics that have been involved in something so simple to do, so easy to do, you know, and something that keeps you safe and keeps all, and keeps uh, other people safe as well. And with so very little sacrifice involved, really. Um, and it's been a huge controversy, uh, you know, from the beginning of the pandemic. And it, it remains so, which is amazing. And uh, I also thought about the, um, the health workers in the front lines, particularly during the, the first wave, when nobody really knew what this illness was about, how to take care of it, how to you know, um, stop it, treat it, deal with it, and how very scary it must have been for them who were there seeing the effects of the, of the illness, you know, directly in first person, it must have been incredibly scary not being able to help these people 
and not knowing what to do with them. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of the mask translated into a collage. A collage, it's a, it's a conglomerate, you know, of, it's a bringing together of, of a bunch of different pieces that some, sometimes, more often than not, are disparate pieces that don't have anything to do with each other. And you create this relationship among these pieces. And, and that's what I did. I, to me, the idea of the flowers uh, epitomizes the idea of, of life, you know, but they go through, a, like we all do, they go through, a, there's a progression there, you know, they, they start as a seed and then they grow and then they bloom and then they produce seed and then they die. And um, it's kind of like the same arc that, that uh, animals, people, you know, we all have. And somehow this was interrupted by the disease. So there are references to life and there are re references to death. It's also, I forgot to mention earlier, there's an old fashioned lamppost on one of the corners, which is not lit, you know, and also the idea of, of light being, being snuffed out, being, you know, exhausted. The, the lamppost being dark and uh, the, the brick wall, which appears both in the circle at the top left-hand side corner and uh, behind the, uh, the lamppost. So, so there are references both to um, life, the difficulty of uh, treating COVID, um, then, you know, being stonewall in a way, uh, and that you know to a certain degree also hope because even though these um, the people on the collage seem the man in particular seems quite tired and exhausted, the woman is smiling. So there is a there is a glimmer of hope there. At least I wanted it. I wanted it to be so. I didn't want it, the piece to be completely bereft of, of any glimmer of hope. So that's what I did. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for that. Um, I think it's such an important piece because, you know, I feel like we're at a point where people are just ready to move on, but it's so important to remember everything that has happened um, and is still continuing to happen. And just on a personal note and hearing you talk about the relationship of like the flowers and the natural cycles of life and how that felt when we were in the very beginning of the pandemic where so much was unknown. I remember that kind of like a big solace for me and I think for a lot of people was going outside and going for walks and it was like March, you know, when everything was first happening, um, mm -hmm. at least you know, where I was in the East Coast of the United States and um, seeing the flowers bloom, it was like this mixture of being so happy and um, finding some relief and seeing life blooming, but also sort of this sense of weirdness that this was happening, you know, spring and everything's emerging at this very, very scary time where there's so much uncertainty. Yeah, well, I think that... Um... A little bit of what the pandemic did and of course we didn't have i think particularly in the west we just didn't have a close enough reference you know to compare with so in that sense it was like the proverbial frying pan in the face because it's like we didn't even see it coming but um i guess one of the things that if if anybody's paying attention, at least mm, it's taught me that, or it's reinforced the idea that we're actually very small and things will go on with or without us. And just like you were saying, spring came, the flowers bloomed, you know, things were there doing what they do and, and we were hunkering down, you know, and people were dying and, um, and yeah, it's uh, very humbling, I think. And uh, what's very sad, in, in, in my opinion, at least, um, now that we have hit a lull in the pandemic, because it's still here, it hasn't ended yet, 
I don't know what the end looks like, but it certainly doesn't look like where we are right now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what is very sad is that people choose the route of denial, which is, I get it, exceedingly human to try to deny, to try to put aside and forget things that are uncomfortable or scary. We all do it all the time in our private lives, but to do that collectively, uh, you know, for uh, a pandemic, for something that is having and has had such enormous global implications, it's uh, really not the way to go. And, um, you know, it, it's very it, it's very interesting because uh, to this day when I when I leave my house, which is not very often, because I am I am afraid of of course contracting COVID. I have had all my vaccinations, even the fourth one already, the fourth booster. Um, but I am concerned, you know, because of my health and. Um, I have to receive treatment. I go to the doctor. Those are the times when I leave. Sometimes I have to remove my mask and I'm very uncomfortable, but of course I have no choice. Like a lot of people have no choices. Um, and when I'm masked and I, going back to the, the title of the show, when I am masked and I go to the store, for instance, I get a lot of eye rolls. And nobody has to the to this day uh, come up to me and said anything directly to me, maybe because I look a little scary. <laughs> Not because of the mask, it's just because I look a little scary, just you, <laughs> just me, uh, my usual self. Um, I'm a pretty serious, tall person. <laughs> so not easily approachable. Um, but, uh, you know, I've seen people getting scuffs. Uh, is that how you, what you call, scuffles, excuse uh -huh. me. That's yeah. how you say it in English? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In scuffles, uh, uh, in stores over masking, you know, because they start, somebody starts saying something. And it is so incredibly sad because, you know, masking is like the lowest common denominator. It's like the first line of protection. It requires so very little from everyone. And still, a lot of us are not willing to even be inconvenienced in that way for the sake of others who have, like I said, no choice, no choice, you know, mm -hmm. but to make themselves vulnerable because, I mean, whatever the circumstances. And, um, yeah, it's, it's COVID has taken a snapshot of humanity and we don't look very good in it. We don't yeah. look very nice at all. And I think that's, uh, this show, you know, just gave me the opportunity to revisit a lot of this, this uh, themes and, uh, you know, think about um, what it meant what this past two and a half years, almost three years already mm -hmm. meant for a lot of us. Yeah, a lot of what you just said really resonated with me. Um, I don't go out very much either and still wear a mask and definitely get, you know, sometimes I'm the only person, you know, if mm -hmm. I have to go out and run an errand and have people looking at me, <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also in hearing you, speak about those things that brought up like this new layer for me in this piece which is um thinking about the flowers and the nature that's present in it and how nature is very interdependent in the way that it exists and thrives and the way that plants help support each other um and this idea of masking is you know it's I see it as a signal of interdependence, you know, where it's not just about me protecting myself. It's also about understanding that if I can do this one small thing, I'm taking a step to help protect my community as well, you know? So I think that's such a very like moving and interesting parallel to, to have in the imagery of this piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did think about that a lot while I was making it. There's a lot of editing that happens when you're working on a collage. This is actually a collage that is 
fairly unusual for me because it does have a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't usually work in blocks like this. It's, it's um, constructed in a very unusual way for me. Um, it's very vertical for one, one thing, you know, even though the circles break the verticality of the, of the image, but it's all very, um, it's a little awkward. It makes me feel like the image is, is, is awkward because it's, it's out of the norm for me. But I thought, well, maybe that is the, exactly the way it needs to make mm-hmm. me feel. And I wonder if it will make anybody else feel that way. Those sharp corners that you see that are really, you know, intentionally left, you know, sharp and visible. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think and and like the grid, which is very random, the appearance of that grid of blue and white and um, versus the flowers and and the upside down text. Yeah, I, um, it was an unusual, I made three collages in this series actually, and this was the one that was entered, but um, they were all along the same lines. And uh, I can tell which one was made first. I, I can tell in which order they were made actually, mm-hmm. uh, because they changed slightly. They, you know, there is a, a, a buildup that happens, but um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. Right away, I just thought of of people that did care and uh, did try to help, and were, you know, taking the brunt of 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 the pandemic. And um, at the same time, how how uh, there was a huge, huge uh, chunk of the population that was revealed to be quite selfish and um you know not really very much in tune with this interdependence that you you know explain so eloquently because we are interdependent and i know that is a a characteristic that is very um important to americans this sense of independence and this sense of standing on your own two feet and doing things on your own. But it really is a mirage because nobody does anything on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody has to lean on somebody else and somebody has walked the path that you're walking before you. And that's why there's a path there at all sometimes, you know? So we're always building on what somebody else did before us always and um to think to think that you are in any way a pioneer and um you know we throw around uh, those ideas and those words very freely particularly freely here i think the number one the pioneering the you know the best Mm -hmm. the all those things and there's no such thing. It, it's a, it's a, you know, there's a gradation, of course, there's a spectrum for everything. And uh, certainly for this. And, um, you know, we just, um, we're not, we're not uh, particularly unique. We're all replaceable to a certain extent by, you know, you think about in terms of nature, we're just a little tiny speck, right? And, uh, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel like it put us in our right place, <laughs> you know, the pandemic in a way. We're very small. And yes, we should take care of each other a little bit more because, and a little bit better because we are small. And what makes us a little bigger and a little better is being together and doing things together and helping each other thrive and not you know, we don't need to step over each other to get to the top, which is also an idea that I think is very, you know, ingrained through the, uh, I don't think it's anybody has a a monopoly for that idea. I think Mm -hmm. civilizations in general have trampled over each other for, you know, eons. So, but yeah, it's, um, 
I think it, you know, if you go back in history, you see it at times of famine, you see it at times of war, you see it at times of, uh, uh, you know, pandemics and, you know, things of, of this nature. Um, we see the best, but we certainly get to see the worst of humanity as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, very, just very beautifully said and very resonant um, conversation. Um, we have a few more pieces from you. So I'm going mm. to move to the next image. Um, would you like to do verbal description for this or would you like me to provide a verbal description of the image? image description? I, I can go ahead. I think I'll get better as we go on. And if there's no more planes or trains or cars <laughs> or people honking down below or anything like that, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. um, this is a commission, actually, uh, an image that was um, created as a commission. Uh, um, and it has um, a rather emblematic you know, image of Frida Kahlo as, as the, you know, the, the one, the beginning, the, 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 the kernel, you know, the initial seed for it. And it's made with, um, part of it is drawn, part of it is uh, transparencies. The face is, um, it has some floral tattoos on the face. Uh, she's looking to my left and um, she's wearing what looks like, a, I realize now, a black turtleneck. It wasn't meant to be a black turtleneck, but there it is, it looks like it. And she has a sacred heart on the front. There are two birds. She is um, in the center of two circles that overlap. And she's wearing a large um, crown of uh, flowers, poppies. And I think there are some, some passion fruit flowers and some other, some other flowers there. There's a banner at the bottom with a hand and a little banner that has her own writing from um, one of her diaries. And the, and the background is all green, if that, if that helps. No, that was, that was a great, that was a great description. Um, and that's really cool. I mean, looking at the image earlier, I saw the text, but I didn't realize that it was her own handwriting from diaries. So that's very impactful to learn that. Um, so one of the things in looking at your work that came up for me was just wanting to know more about your process like here you said you started with Frida's face and then it sounds kind of like the image grew out of that initial picture um just is that always the way it goes or you know is it kind of like you were saying with the life upside down that was kind of like putting together a puzzle and I was also wondering if this is not too much how you know when a piece is done well, that's a very interesting um, question, actually, because I really don't know when a, when a piece is done, in fact. Um, sometimes the piece stops breathing. You know, it, maybe it's a, it's a bad metaphor at this moment, but uh, it does. So I kind of set it aside. It's, it, it stays kind of in suspended animation. And some of them come back and some don't actually, to tell you the truth. And, and then I work where the need for intervention takes me. So it's really not so much having a plan as it is just um, going where the need is. And um, what I do is I keep thinking about a number of pieces that I'm working on simultaneously. I think about them all the time. And um, you know, those reels that are so popular now on, on social media, but my head is full of reels. It's always been full of reels. I mean, and they're all going at the same time and it can be a little bit taxing at times, but um, because it's like binge watching everything. It's like binge watching several series at the same time. But, uh, I, you know, I have ideas, I have things that I wanna do. And that's why I move 
from one one piece to the next to the next to the next and then I come back and and like I said some of them never actually come to fruition they just um, shrivel up and die a lonely death in the corner of a studio you know um, sometimes what I do is that I uh, rework them into something else thank you so much for sharing that and um you ever kind of like archive the evolution of an image or is it just you let the process go where it is and it's really about you know the finality or as you said not the finality because sometimes you come back to them and add on or rework them but just not so much about archiving the the progression of it but just kind of letting it be this like living breathing thing that keeps evolving it's interesting uh, that you say that it it is more you know, this might sound a little selfish, although, I mean, I don't see it that way, but um, I'm not really thinking about what things are going to look like in the end, or um, of course, if it's a commission, you approach the work very differently than if you're working, um, you know, as I do daily with no other uh, idea in mind than, than spending the time you know, creating something um, for my own edification, really. But it is, it is, uh, it's about the, it's about the process. It's about um, the 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 search for elements. It's about um, the, you know, making these small connections, the 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 sparks that happen when you're working and you can see things all of a sudden that speak to each other and is that search and what I found is that um, they require first of all they require you to show up every day because otherwise it just doesn't happen it just doesn't there are days that that it just doesn't happen at all and um, so the more times you're there giving it the, the chance to you know to surface the better obviously and the more time you spend the better and then um, it also requires, um, for me at least, um, I don't work with uh, other distractions. I can't even work if there are other people in the room. Um, but um, they're not, uh, you know, it's not, it's not something that I do with an idea that I'm going to uh, you know, this is a piece that's going to be seen or it's going to be purchased or it's going to be reproduced. It's more about what's happening while I'm making it. And um, not a distraction. I wouldn't call it a distraction because that's minimizing the process, really. Like maybe it's like, you know, infantilizing. Oh, just get distracted. No, it's not about being distracted it's, a, it's it's so much more than that it's um um it's it's about digesting some you know some information some emotions and some feelings and uh i'm making something out of them it's a way of making sense of things and uh, i make sense of things that maybe are not very pleasant by making images that's what I do. I love that. Um, just that whole idea of that it's not necessarily about what happens or what it's going to look like at the end, but it's about showing up every day and it's about engaging with the process and, and having the process be a part of, you know, digesting what's happening around you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's uh, I I cannot. You know, um, sometimes I've been asked why the work is uh, so different. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I just, I just go where it takes me, and uh, it, it tells me what it needs. And sometimes people ask me, well, why don't you make more like this one? And I said, I, I couldn't just like churn them out. Um, you know, I can't make more like this one because this one, you know, I, I'm not feeling the way I was feeling when I made this one. <laughs> I can't just copy them. I can't even copy myself. So we have another piece of yours to share. Is it okay if I bring that up? Sure. Go ahead, That's please. Great. Thanks. 
And would you like to do an image description for this image or would you prefer sure. if I did? No, I can do it. Okay, great. Um, this was in origin a smaller piece, a rectangular piece, vertical. And um, it's made with a vintage image of a woman dressed in Victorian uh, garb. And she has a big dahlia on her head and uh, a lace collar. And there's a little, um, it looks like she's wearing, or there's a uh, purple, uh, lavender color, um, I would say, um, wrap around her with a hand. And there's the head of a little green, yellowish green bird poking from, from the, uh, the wrap. And then there's a bubble, like a bubble from a uh, comic book that has little telephones in it. Maybe she's making a call. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's basically it. Right. And what was the inspiration or the idea that. behind this collage? Oh, the inspiration behind the collage. Well, these were uh, a few collages that I made with some uh, images from photographs that a friend of mine sent me. Um, and a these were old pictures from the turn of the century. So you can see the background is sepia color and their portraits, uh, like the ones that people used to have in their, in their houses, in, uh, you know, in their parlors or in their drawing rooms. And um, a lot of them had a floral uh, theme going through. And um, they're very, uh, you know, trimmed down in the sense that there are not a lot of elements to them and um, very edited, which, which I like. They're very different from the, from the images that I entered into the show. So um, again, as I was saying earlier, sometimes I go in one direction and I, the next day I can go in a, in a very opposite direction and the end result will be very different. I like how your work is very versatile. Um, one question that I have for you is, as somebody who is personally interested in collage, but I feel a little bit, uh, I guess I would say hesitant in the sense that it's kind of like cutting up images. There's this like finality to that act. And I was wondering, what your advice would be to anyone in the audience or to myself, anyone who's interested in experimenting with collage, like what would your advice be? Well, the, the, um, hmm. I'm not very good at giving advice. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to talk about the work. I like to talk about mm -hmm. creativity. I like to talk about uh, uh, technical aspects of, collage making, but I'm not very good at giving uh, advice because whenever I've taught classes, um, and, I, and this is absolutely true, I always told everybody from the beginning that I was there, I was there to teach obviously, and to engage the students, but I was also there to learn. And it's true that that happens. There's this loop that happens, you know, when you teach uh, any workshop, any class, at least for me it happens. And I learn just as much as the students are learning. So there's, you know, there are things that, that they've discovered before I even can get there, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and it's really nice to have that back and forth. So the one thing that I would say uh, from a technical standpoint is that you have to get comfortable with that, that finality that you were um, talking about. But there are some ways around it as well, because you don't have to commit to your image being final until you're completely sure that that's what you want. So yeah. you can cut things. Uh, you can also make multiples of something and you can cut things and move things around and combine different elements off away from what's going to be your final you know, piece. 
and and just play with that until you're happy with something and only only then at that point you commit to it and then you glue it down and uh, you know that is the moment of truth once you glued it down yes then it is more or less final you know although you can always do things to alter the uh, the uh, the piece if you're not fully happy with it and i think it's all about that it's about how you feel about the work rather than um what it looks like so a lot of people ask how do i know when it's finished mm-hmm. i can't tell anybody when their work is finished they have to make that decision for themselves and i also say something that sounds a little cryptic sometimes when i say well just listen to the piece listen to the image and it'll tell you when it's finished and people go what are you talking about <laughs> you know, are you crazy and i say yes i am but at the same time you need to listen to the image and um and uh, you know be comfortable editing and taking things away when that is the way to go and putting things on when it's the way to go and another thing that I do tell them is that in, with collage particularly, and I think maybe in other areas in life as well, but you know how people like to say, oh, more is less. No, no, more is more and less <laughs> is less. And with collage, more is more and less is less. So you want to go for a very pared down, very succinct and clean look, then you go for less, obviously. And if you want to go for something that it's more, you know, aggressive in a way and more, you know, overwhelming for the viewer, then you go for more. And those are the, you know, choices that you have to make along the way. And it's all about making choices, really. Mm-hmm. And that's why collage is so fabulous for kids, because it gives them confidence, you know, in 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 themselves, because they get to make choices that okay, so something doesn't work out. I'm working with paper. I can restart. I can do it again. I can do something different next time. There's no, uh, you know, uh, there's no problem there, you know, but, but it's all about making choices and making decisions. And it's a very good exercise that then you can translate into other areas of your life. And uh, I'm, I think that for that reason, collage is, is very valuable not just for kids and teens, I mean, for anybody who decides to, to try their hand at it. All of that made me really motivated to try. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so glad. Really good advice. I'm so glad. I, I hope that really that's, that's the case. Yeah. I, this, there is, you know, I never, it's funny. I mean, I'm glad that you say that because a lot of people give up or they're very um, hard on themselves when they start making collage and they're like, oh, well, um, you know, it doesn't look like your work or it doesn't look like this person's work or I've, I've researched and all, you know, I look at things on social media, which is like the, uh, a death wish, you know, to do that, you know, and I feel really bad now that I cannot make my collages look like that or like this. And I always say, please do not look things up on social media. Don't compare yourself with anybody else because they're at a different stage in their, you know, in their, their journey. So you can't really make comparisons and, um, you know, don't, don't give up on yourself because everybody had a starting point and I can guarantee you that that starting point was not stellar. You know, mine Mm -hmm. wasn't stellar (laughs) and, uh, um, and, you know, I don't know. It's, um, it's just the, the interesting thing uh, with collage is is the progression. The only thing that I would say it's really uh, an ingredient that you cannot substitute for anything else is perseverance. You have to show mm. up and 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 keep working every day, and it's not going to be always fun. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle at times, but it's a worthwhile struggle, and then you start reaping the benefits like everything else, like with everything else. And, and then it becomes rewarding, which I think is much more valuable than fun in my book. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so. The two can happen together, but 
not always going to be. Not always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we have one final image of yours to share. Is it okay uh -huh. if I go to that one? Yes, please. Okay. And would you like to provide a verbal description of this image? Yes, this is a square image. And it's actually rather small, the original. I think it's four by four inches. And there is um, there's an, uh, there are some superimposed overlapping circles. Um, they have um, some uh, dark and light blue lines going through them. And there's a lot of uh, gold um, marker lines made with marker. And also at the very center of the square, there is a, a gold leaf circle with a face superimposed on it. A face of a woman smiling, um, mouth open. And you can see, you only get a partial view of her face because there's a little bit of what looks like black lace coming down in a diagonal, um, obscuring one of her eyes. Thank you for that. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And can you share some of the ideas or um, inspiration behind creating this image? Sure. Well, this is um, part of, of a collage that is actually um, a three-dimensional collage because uh, this is the part that is just um, you know, a flat, uh, traditional collage. But it's um, it, at the center of a uh, you know a, a box, assemblage type of um, of collage of, of work that um, has uh, ribbons of uh, paper mm -hmm. all around this central image that we're looking at. So the this is, I think, the third piece in the series. The series is called Because You Never Listen. And um, it's all different um, images of women, faces, and uh, different backgrounds, different colors. Uh, you know, the women are from different ethnicities. And uh, um, it's just, it's a very, um, it's a very complicated series to describe uh, with words as well, I'm finding right now. <laughs> because um, the, this image that you're seeing now on the computer or on the screen, it's surrounded by a, you know, a, a, a whole lot of strands of paper that have been curled and it's all words. And so you see all these uh, curled pieces of paper all around it, and they all go into uh, uh, what it is, a shadow box, really, that's what it is. And um, so it's the, the play between the, the image, which in this case is a collage on canvas, it's a small canvas, and that's mounted on a board and the paper is glued onto the board all around the canvas, and then there's a frame around it. So um, complicated from the technical standpoint because there's a lot of um, different techniques that you have to use. Uh, it's very, 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 very time-consuming um, to, to finalize any of these pieces. They take a couple of months to make, even though the final shadow box is just a nine by nine. Mm -hmm. And um, the idea behind it thematically was um, just this, this idea that people don't listen and people don't really care. And, um, and that women in particularly, I mean, in particular, have to deal with that in, in many different spheres, you know, and the, the in their work, at home, you know, just in, 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 in so many capacities, right? 
and um, still put on a nice face and uh, a happy face and and just keep going and um, you know live their lives not being heard and uh, and you know that's why I, I call the series each one of the uh, images has a little subtitle this one's called pardon my French because I think she just said some interesting words <laughs> right before we capture her with that smile it seems to me like she's you know getting back some of her her power you know it seemed to me like she she said a few choice words so it's called part of my French but um uh it's just a, a play between all all those those ideas the idea of being unheard and then all the words that surround the image and she seems to be happy but she's really not she's hurt she's sad but she puts a good front I saw some of those pieces on your Instagram and um, it was very powerful to look at seeing the title of the series. And then for me, looking at the collage in the middle, but then also that text you were describing, it's mm -hmm. the way the text is ribboned into the frame. You're only getting these partial fragments of the text. And so it very much, um, for me brought up yeah I'm not able to get the full story I'm not I'm I actually yeah moment, yeah no, no, I'm, no. I'm only getting you know there's only a fragment that's coming through and that's very interesting that you said that because I purposefully when I was thinking about doing the uh the text and I'm so glad that you've seen it and now you realize how badly I explained this because no, you've seen you the great piece. job you did oh, a great job I'm so terrible I was like, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> but I actually um, chose to use a textbook that I found that was in Greek because I don't know, I can't read Greek. And I didn't want to be reading everything that I was, um, you know, um, I, I don't know how you... I don't know how you say the, the, the act of curling the paper. Um, I didn't want to be reading each and every ribbon of paper. I didn't want to be preoccupied with what the word said. I can't read Greek. So for me, it's just, you know, it, I know their words. I know they make sense. I know they're saying something, but I don't know what it is. It's all very, you know, haphazard. And uh, at the same time, it's just graphically interesting, you know, and the, the result. And I don't really bother to think about what it's being said. I guess, I guess I'm not listening either, in a way, you know. So um, that's that's the irony of it that I'm not listening because I don't understand what's being said. I don't understand what's written in those pieces of paper. I was wondering, in making the work, does it? you know you were talking about um that some of the women depicted were like not being heard but that you know specifically the one that we're looking at looks like maybe she said something that's helping her take back her power and her agency um do you feel like in making the work that there's this sense of like reclamation or empowerment that comes through in making these this imagery or making this series Oh, well, it certainly comes, um, I mean, the idea doesn't come from, you know, I don't pick up this idea from somebody else's experience. I, 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 it, it comes to me from personal experience, mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's, it's a, it's an experience that is shared by, I mean, most people, certainly women, um, and, uh, one thing that I was thinking when we were talking about um, suggestions earlier or um, advice is that um, to me, making art in general, not just collages, is about uh, making some connections. You make connections 
within yourself with you know thoughts or emotions of things things that you have experienced and you make connections among those those experiences but you also make connections with the viewer and you hope that you're getting you know an idea or a feeling across um, although I'm not very attached to that because I know that once the piece is out there is up for interpretation and people are going to read each one of the pieces with their own baggage and their own through the lens of their own experience so I'm not very you know um, bothered about being very um, specific about this is what you need to get out of looking at this collage um, I'm fine with you know whatever interpretation people want to 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 you know give the work but um but I do believe that there are a lot of experiences that are shared because in the end when we're talking about human connection we're more alike than we are different and because those those ex experiences are shared that's where the um you know that's where the meeting place is you know um and i think that at some point or another whether you whether it happened while you were a child or during adolescence or as an adult as i was saying earlier in any sphere um, you know at home at work anywhere you haven't been heard you haven't you know people don't listen uh it's it's just not a uh, a skill that is very developed in in a lot of people you know listening really listening not hearing which is a completely different thing but listening so uh, yeah i think that anybody can identify with that and and say yeah i, I remember how that feels because I've, I've been through that perhaps more than once and this particular woman i used uh, her face even though she looks and you know i I think she was in a, in, it was from an, an ad, an old a printed ad. I think it was something about shampoo or something like that. So she's, she's really full of herself. She looks like she's really happy with herself and she's really pleased, you know. So it, it, it seems counterintuitive that I would use her for something like this. But I, for me, what she's saying is, yeah, you didn't listen to me, but you know what? You're lost. Mm -hmm. You didn't listen to me, but it's your loss. And I'm going to go on my merry way and I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to do what I'm meant to be doing, despite, you know, you not listening to me. <laughs> so, um, so that's why I chose her. I thought she was in a way hopeful, you know, not everything has to be bleak, <laughs> even though the theme, the overall theme is kind of uh, sad because people don't listen to each other. So we are getting close to time. So before we wrap up, I was wondering if there's anything um, new that you're working on that you wanted to share with the audience. Oh, um, well, there's lots that I'm working on uh, despite flare-ups and despite pain and despite everything. I, I always say that I'm like a shark. I can't stop because I sink. Um, and I don't particularly, I'm not particularly fond of sharks, but they scare me very much. But it is true that it's an, it, you know, it's an analogy that, that works for me because I need to keep swimming, you know, I need to keep, maybe I'm like Dory, that's a nicer, <laughs> nicer comparison, you know, from, from Finding Nemo. Um, I need to keep moving. So I'm working on lots of different things. I, I work on my podcast every day. It's something that I started doing a few months ago, and um, the podcast is called Six Impossible Things with Matt Collage. And I, um, I came to it through, it's, it's just the last iteration of something that I was doing before because I was teaching in person before COVID. And then of course that became impossible. And then I switched to a hybrid format that was, as you've been able to tell I'm not very good with technical things and computers so um, I was having a very difficult with a hybrid format it was very labor intensive and my health just didn't allow me to do it for very long 
And then I went on to do something that was called Math Talks. And um, that went really well for about six or seven months, but I was having problems reaching people because they couldn't be there at the time that the talk was taking place. And everybody was asking me for recordings and things that I didn't have because I didn't know how to do all that. And somebody suggested, why don't you just go on demand and do a podcast? And I said, what's a podcast? <laughs> That's the first thing I said. <laughs> Because I was more used to listening to audiobooks. I knew what that was, you know, but I, I didn't know what uh, making a podcast or even listening to podcasts. I was just not familiar with any of that. And I just took the plunge and I researched um, podcasts as I do with everything because I, I love research and I love learning. And then I just started doing it. Uh, you know, I, I, I jumped in and uh, it's, it's doing really well. I wrote, I, I write, you know, the content. I interview people, which is fabulous because I learn a lot. And the whole thing is about what, what we've been talking this whole time. It's about mm -hmm. creativity and persistence and uh, acquiring some discipline because I've, I've not always been a very disciplined person. Uh, I'm being positive. I'm kind of like a cheerleader. I just want to give people the confidence to, you know, have their own creative practice and understand that they get a lot of benefits from having cultivating a creative practice. And it doesn't have to be collage. Let me make that very clear. It can be anything. It can be anything that suits you. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm working on that, and then. You know, I'm doing other work as the need arises, you know, managing my mad collage business, which is, you know, a big job because um, there are, you know, things that I need to fulfill and contacts I need to make and letters to write and texts to reply to and things like that. It's just the, it's how the sausage is made, you know, the things that we don't see. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then trying to 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 maintain um, a daily practice because that's for my own benefit. That's uh, you know that is as I was saying earlier the most selfish part of this whole thing because it it gives me it gives me peace. It 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 helps me manage my pain. It um, helps me manage my depression and. Um, you know, it does, it does a lot of things for me that uh, nothing else, nothing else even comes close. So those are all the things that I'm trying to do. Thank you for sharing all that. And I definitely, yeah, having a daily practice can be so important for, um, I guess, what I would call self-care, you know? Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um, so we can share links to your podcast and to your website and to your Instagram. Um, is there anywhere else people can find your work that you would like to share and have a share out? No, I, I'm actually just, I'm the only elf in the, in the workshop. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm one little elf. And uh, I mean, I, I, I do ask for help um, with a lot of things. I need help with a lot of things and I'm not afraid to ask for help. And I hope the people who listen to the podcast are not afraid to, to you know, ask for help either. And um, that's my way of helping too. Because uh, sometimes in the past, you know, I've needed help and I, mm -hmm. I didn't have it. I didn't know where to go. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I. It's just me, and my little mat collage uh, website, and uh, my little studio outside, and. Um, that's the only place where you can see the work and if if you you know want to well purchase some work which is always very welcome <laughs> so. absolutely um and before we wrap up is there anything else that you would like to talk about today that we did not get to um i i don't know i i um there, there were so many interruptions initially that I got, I, I, you know, my, I lost a little bit of my, 
my thinking, my thread, but um, if I, I, I guess if I had to underscore anything, the number one takeaway from the conversation today would be that art, not my art, not my collages, but art in general, any art, it's about human connection. And, and, you know, I think about it, I think about the pandemic and how we're not really out of the woods yet. I mean, hopefully it will improve soon, you know, but I'm seeing, I've seen in the last year or so, a very, and I think the word is hedonistic, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trend when people feel very entitled and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they do things that make them feel good regardless of, of the consequences. And, uh, and, and this fear of missing out, you know, it's been amplified, you know, to the nth degree. And, um, and maybe I'm just very naive. I don't know, maybe I am very naive despite everything, but I think it's so much better to encourage people and offer support and collaborate. And I'm hoping that, that that's what um, I get to do through, you know, through art and sharing my artwork. And I think it's so much more meaningful personally and just in general and so much more lasting to do those things and to just look at your own belly button all the time and do things that only, you know, only benefit you. So um, I just hope that even if it's a, a very small scale, my work helps, helps create connection and maybe alleviate some pain like it alleviates my pain you know and um you know I, I just try to do something that you know goes beyond my own experience and maybe reaches other people and um and that's all I always try to to get across so that's the takeaway I guess thank you for that and I definitely feel that in your work but also other pieces you've shared today like your wonderful advice and you know knowing that you're teaching workshops and also doing your podcast so thank you for giving us art but also you know tools and cheerleading for everyone to keep going as well I hope so I try to be a, <laughs> a tiny cheerleader <laughs> I'm not very flexible but I can cheerlead you know from a distance I guess absolutely <laughs> Well, it was so lovely to get to connect with you today and meet you, you. and um, we will have the live event next week so we'll have more mm -hmm. opportunity to share and talk and um, thanks everybody for listening tonight thank you so much for having okay. me today <laughs> all right thank you thank you